Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Today, we're going to talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life, and we, and we can start right there, because when we talk about the Holy Spirit, and in particular, your prayer life, amen, Philippians 4.13, that's where that is. It's not Ephesians. Philippians 4.13. It says here, Philippians 4.13 is where we'll start. We're going to talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit today and with specific emphasis on praying in other tongues. Now, I talked about it last week. You know, (laughs) there'll be some people in this life that will never pray in other tongues. And uh, it's primarily because you have to be taught wrong in this area. And... um, I thank God for my journey. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I thank God for my journey. I just stayed hungry. Amen. I just I just stayed hungry for God. Yeah. And I'm still hungry for him. Amen. Amen. Yes, the Bible said they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. And the righteousness means the plan of God for your life. It means staying with the plan that God has for your life. That's righteousness. And when you're hungry for it, then God will make sure you're in the right place with the right people. And there's one thing just to go to church, but it's another thing to be hungry. Do I need to say hungry? Like, like the commercial said, hungry, Jack. Amen. Pray hungry is better than hungry. Hungry means you don't care what people think about how you talk. You don't care about what they say about you. Praise God, it is what it is. And you're going after the whole thing. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> uh, I remember I was at church one morning. Dr. Jacobs up preaching. And I just jumped up out of my seat. I threw my Bible almost. Uh, I threw my Bible. <laughs> and I said, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm buck wild. You just don't know it right now. Amen. Crystal knows. She knows me. Praise God. See, I'm going to get to the scripture this morning. Amen. (laughs) Stephen was stoned because he told the Jews that you always resist the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all are resistors. I know it. I can tell. You think it's cool, but you're resisting the Holy Ghost. Amen. You think it's cool, but you're resisting God. We have a lot of resistors at this church. Amen. Praise God. Y'all looking at me like that. When the Holy Ghost tells you to do something and you don't do it, you are resistant. Amen. Hallelujah. When the word tells you to do something and you don't do it, you are a resistor. <laughs> it's plain and simple as that. Praise God. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I was with somebody at the hospital. They wouldn't do what the doctor said, and they used this big word. And uh, the doctor wrote in the report, they are refractory. They are, they are refractory uh, to instruction. It means they resist instruction. They won't follow it. And I'm thinking of his name, uh, the leader of the Welsh Revival, uh, 
I said it once before, it'll come back to me, Evan Roberts. He said, the number one thing that's holding up the move of God in the earth is the resistance of the human will against the plan of God. That's what he said. That people can resist God in their will. They will not do what he said when he told them to do it. A lot of times they'll try to figure out, they think they got a better way. That's what got us into this. That the first man resisted the will of God. He thought he had a better deal. He got us in this. Now, instead of having two pages, two chapters rather, Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and he created man in his image and his likeness, created all things. Amen. Then he, Genesis chapter 2 is where he gave man to live with things he gave him. He gave him a maid and everything. Genesis chapter 3, where he decided he didn't need God. So if Adam had kept his first estate, we wouldn't need but two chapters. We'd be out of here. We'd be on our way somewhere else this evening because it, it wouldn't have took that long to preach. <laughs> but now you got all this. So buckle up. You deserve it. Amen. Praise God. So if, you, if, if the, this church is going to live out its purpose, it's going to have to be people that yield to the Holy Spirit that are born again. The Holy Spirit is, is assigned to us. He can't leave us. People can walk out of your life, but the Holy Spirit can't. The Bible said he's got to lead and guide you in all truth. And from the age of 22, I endeavored to make sure every step I made was a Holy Ghost step. Every step was a Holy Ghost step. My friends had to be Holy Ghost step. Amen. Amen. Show me your friends and I'll show you the real you. Show me who you hang around with when you lead here. And I will show you your real life. So that has to be a Holy Ghost move. Your fellowship has to be a Holy Ghost move. Where you go to church has to be the Holy Ghost. Who your pastor is is definitely a Holy Ghost move. He says, I'm going to give you pastors, so it's got to be a Holy Ghost move. You cannot go to church of your choice. I know it's on the back of the trucks. But choices make up our lives. Choices determine who I am, what I have, and what I'm doing. Choices do. And if it's the right choice, then it's the Holy Ghost leading that choice. And people make choices all the time. And... Um, and there are consequences with wrong choices. You got to get to a place where you don't want to live today and the next day with regrets. I shouldn't have. That's called listening to the Holy Ghost. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, you don't have a life of regrets and sorrows because of choices I made because I thought it was going to work out. The Bible said, lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, not some of them. Amen. Lean, that's what he says in the book of Proverbs. In Proverbs chapter 3, lean not. 
to your own noggin. Because it ain't enough in your noggin to make a good choice. In all your ways, have you never wanted, if you have been in the you don't want to ask God because you knew the answer was no. You thought it was better to go ahead and do it and ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> I know this ain't God. I don't live like that no more. I used to. <laughs> I got me in trouble too. Well, praise the Lord, saints. <laughs> Amen. Let's read this in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. We're talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. His job is to glorify you. I can do all things. Now, what things is he talking about? All things. Well, you're not going to get to do all things. No, you're not. You probably won't be an astronaut, maybe. All things are the things he assigned to your life. And you have to discover those things. But the things that he's assigned you, you can do them. Amen. The things that he's assigned you. I just want to be successful in the things that he assigned me. Like Dr. Hatterbaugh quoted him, he said, faithfulness is doing excellent with the things God assigned you. And nothing more or nothing less. I'm not trying to do something outside my purpose. I'm not trying to do that. I had to change a lot of things in my life to be in the perfect will of God. There's been a lot of changes being made to be in the will of God. And that's why when Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom, he said, get ready to change. Because what you had planned for your life, the kingdom had something else. Everybody Jesus met had to change. Isn't that something? It wasn't a person that said, okay, I got it together. I'm 100, Jesus. Everybody had to change some. Even the rich young ruler. He was rich. He was ruling. He, he felt like he had it all together. <laughs> Jesus, what I got to do to get into the kingdom? I am so clean today. <laughs> Said, I'm all that in a bag of chips. He didn't ask the question to change. He asked the question so Jesus could tell him he's good and he was all right. Boy, Jesus hit him hard. Too. He, he didn't even stay around after Jesus told him what. What the change he needed to make. He just froze. Have you ever froze at a message? You know that was your message to change on. You were violating that scripture. Then all of a sudden, you didn't think I was going to preach on it. <laughs> but that was your day. And it was God because I didn't even have no notes like I got on having a day. I just flowed with the Holy Ghost. It was reported back to me. Somebody said this church was a church of bondage. Called it a house of bondage. <laughs> Chains and balls. Bondage! 
get you if you go over there. <laughs> All I did was get up one day and open the Bible in the book of Proverbs and Psalms and said, wine is a marker. Strong drink is raging. And give it to him that is perishing. So they were guzzlers. They were party people. They like to kick it. Then come to church and act like they was 100. But then I opened the word that Sunday. And the Holy Ghost said, go there. It wasn't a time to become critical of the word. It was a time for change. Your house is going to be a dry county. Yes, it is. You're going to dry things up around there. You ain't going to be able to say party over here. Because <laughs> there's, never, there's never been a drinking church that's gone in revival. And see, this church is for revival. You're not going to get liquored up and move in the gifts of God. Not for long. The people that did it died are young. Yes, it is. See, I was trying to help with longevity. Yes. See, there's a word in here that will bother you. Yes. Amen. So come in here easy. Yes. <laughs> no, come in here like the rich young ruler. Tell me I got it all together. There's a word that will bother you in here. Yes, it will. Amen. People like churches that don't bother them. They wanted me to preach on the blessing. And it's a lot of blessing to preach on. We could be hanging from the raptors talking about how good God is. But I'm trying to get you not to preach on, just hey, here to preaching on the, those things, but to live on those things. And you got to honor God if you're going to live on those things. Amen. Timothy said, Paul told Timothy, drank a little wine for the stomach because, you know, they didn't have the kind of water sources you have today. You got Evian water, you got Smart water, you got Fiji water. You got a lot of good waters. Yeah. That was just for medication purposes. It wasn't for you to go get hooked. People say, well, Jesus drank wrong. Jesus did not drink what's down on your corner liquor store. <laughs> Jesus drank what's on the aisles over there at... at, at you know, you almost can't say the grocery stores selling wine now, so you got to be careful about that. No, he, he, he drank great, real grape juice. What your kids drank. That's what he drank. The fermented stuff, he didn't. But because I preached that, they said it was bondage. The Bible said, do not call the commandments grievous. So that's the person that's when they heard that word, just like the rich young ruler, and that's the last time I saw him, and I don't go looking for people to leave like that because there's no need of going to you because you got a problem with Jesus until you fix that. And when you fix that, I'll, see you. I'll be the first one to see you. See? I can't do no more now. We're done because there's a word you won't change to. We just jumped your fence. And so the relationship is over now. Yeah. So you go around and slander the church's bondage. No, I didn't say that. 
Anytime I needed to change, I just changed. The Bible said, don't say his commandments is grievous. Don't say it's hard. The way of the transgressor is hard. Amen. See, I want to go all the way. Paul said, I press to the mark. If you're going to fulfill God's plan for your life, it's going to be a press. You're just not going to waltz in it with no adjustment. It's going to cause you to change attitudes. It's going to cause you to repent. Smith Wigglesworth raised more people from the dead. He said the New Testament believer will have to repent often in this life. You'll have to repent over thoughts. You'll have to repent over actions. You'll have to repent over relationship mistakes. Married couples may have to repent more than anybody. There's somebody that's chose to live with you the rest of your life. They're going to see more of you than anybody else sees. They know the real you to some degree. Amen. So, change is in order. Change is in order. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Say, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to change. To fulfill my purpose. To fulfill my purpose. So, Paul says, I can do all things. One of the things I can do is change. I can change. God does not expect you to change with your own strength. Amen. Praise God. You have change in your marriage. You have change in your attitude towards your mate. That's one of the greatest areas of change, I think, is being married. Praise God. Pastor Cynthia's gone through so many transformations. She's the perfect mate. Praise God forever. Look at me. I've changed a whole lot. I'm thinking about the morning. Man, I, I don't know. I was in the canceling session. She got me in a canceling session, I think, with Dr. Jacobs. And there I found myself. Men typically are quiet. You know, they don't tell it on their wives because they know the repercussions are going to be great at home. They're better off just living with it. And they're so fearful. Men are so fearful. And so, but it's typically women that want the relationship right. So they tend to be called the biggest complainers. I'm just talking this morning. So I found myself in this canceling session. (laughs) Not that I had some complaints. Not that I didn't have any. (laughs) I just thought it was just better to live with it. (laughs) Anyway, praise God. Amen. Just talking this morning about change. And uh, I'll never forget what he said to me. He just went right off the, he went off the script. He wasn't even talking about what she was talking about. He just said, Keith, that's the mother of your children. I never forgot that. I never forgot that. That she deserved a level of respect and honor and treatment simply because she is the sacrificer to continue your bloodline and to continue your name in the earth and sacrificed her body to do it. She deserves a certain amount of respect and honor for that alone. 
I don't know what we were talking about. Buying something. She was on a budget back in them days. But anyway, whatever it was, I don't remember, but I still remember that. And so now it didn't matter what it was. I had something else to consider. That this person, this person, it's almost like Jesus gave, him, gave up his body for the furtherment of God's family. And every mother does that. And because of that, they deserve honor and respect for that in and of itself, if that's what you need to hear. And I, and I, and I changed, changing that alone. It's a certain honor and respect a woman should have when she's the mother of your children. Plain and simple as that. And when I heard that, I never forgot it, and I changed. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Notice what he does. He gives you the strength to change. He gives you the strength to do things the way God does things. Amen. I had a, and I still have a great pastor. The Holy Ghost gave me that pastor. I never changed what the Holy Ghost gave me. Because he's only going to give you what the things that God wants to give you. That's what he's going to give you. He's going to give you things, and he's going to give you the ability to keep and maintain those things that God gave you to fulfill his purpose and destiny for your life. Amen. Amen. Family is not easy because if it was, everybody would be doing it. I don't come to church because I'm the pastor. I come to church because I desire to live in a family successfully. Successfully. That's why I come. Because God is the builder of the house. Any, you know, anybody can have church. But living the life God has for you, that's something totally different. Amen. And in order to live the life to the fullest, you're going to need the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. Because he, when he's talking about Christ, we're talking about Jesus and the anointing that's on him, which happens to be the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that's where the strength comes from. Amen. So go over here and look in... Um, 1 Corinthians, well, let's go over here and look at John. I want to give you some scriptures. Look at John, I think it's John 14. I want to talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit this morning. I chased a few rabbits, but they were good rabbits. Even if you're married to a woman that does not happen to be the mother of your children, the fact that she is. A mother, you should respect her. Say amen to that. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Because if you marry her, those children are your children. Amen. amen. The moment you go into a covenant relationship with a woman with children, those children become your children. 
sometimes men don't understand that. They just want the woman. No, no, you're getting Sputnik and Bubba. You're getting all the rest of them too. Say amen to that. That's a covenant, amen. And if it concerns her, it's going to concern you eventually. Amen. Well, praise God. I just thought I'd cover that too. Now look down here in the Bible and John, Gospel of John chapter 14. It says here in verse 16, and I will pray and place a demand on the Father based on his promise, said Jesus, and he shall give you another comforter. That comfort is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. And he, that he may abide with you and live with you, what? The Holy Spirit is unseen with the natural eye. But his assignment is to be with you. That he dwelt, Jesus recognized the presence of the Holy Spirit and, the, and the, recognized the presence of the Heavenly Father to the point he's, he said, I'm never by myself. The Father's always with me. And he's with you too, but so is the Holy Spirit. You are never by yourself. You always have the Holy Spirit with you, and then he has an assignment by being with you. Look what he says right here about the Holy Spirit. Even the Spirit of truth, that means he's going to bring the reality of the plan of God to pass in your life. That's why he's called the Spirit of truth. You're really, if you listen to him, you will really actually live in the plan that God has for me, the good plan that God has for me. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, now Romans chapter 8, verse 14, you can write this down. It says the sons of God, the moment you become a child of God, the sons of God are led by the Spirit. I want every move in my life to be a Holy Ghost led move. I don't want choices with natural intellect. I don't want to make choices. See, I did that before I got saved. That's where trouble comes in. I, I had enough of that. I want my life to be Holy Ghost led, Holy Ghost inspired, Holy Ghost empowered, Holy Ghost fed, Holy Ghost strengthened, Holy Ghost wisdom. I want my life to be led and empowered by the Spirit of God in everything I do. I do nothing because it looks like a good ideal or it looks right in the eyes of men. I'm not trying to do anything the world's trying to do. The Bible says don't be conformed to this world. Don't try to look like them. Don't try to act like them because it'll take you somewhere you don't want to go. I'm not trying to do what they're doing. I'm doing what the Bible tells me to do, and I'm doing what the Spirit of God leads me to do. I'm not trying to match what they're doing. They're failing. All you got to do is watch the news every day. The church is not supposed to look like the world. It's supposed to look like it's led by God's Spirit. should be making intentional decisions that are not inspired by the Holy Ghost to do anything like the world is doing. It says right here that he may abide with you how long? 
Well, you ought to give God some praise for that. You've got companionship with divinity forever. Praise God. You don't need to say, no, I don't know what to do. No, don't say that. Say, he's going to lead and guide me. I'm going to acknowledge God in all my ways, and he's about ready to break my path. And the path of the righteous, those that are on the plan of God, just keep getting brighter and brighter. I can expect a brighter day tomorrow. Next week it's going to get brighter because the Holy Ghost is directing my path and he's with me forever. The days of missing it and getting flim-flammed and bamboozled is over with. I'm not going to be wasting five and ten years of my life with the wrong people doing the wrong things, thinking I'm making progress and I'm missing God and what he intended. I got help. Amen. Praise God. It says right here, I will pray the Father, he shall give you another country, he'll bow you, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. That's distinction. The world cannot receive the Holy Ghost. So the believer's life should be a life of distinction from the world. It should look totally different. Our paths should be brighter. They should be lighter. They should be stronger. They should be healthier. They should prosper more. They should be more fruitful when you do it God's way. But all the church is refractory <laughs> to the Holy Ghost. So they end up looking just like Sure did. Look just like the world through this corona. Yeah. The world ran, the church ran with it. Say, wait up. <laughs> Hold on. I don't want to die either. I ain't trying to shut nothing down. Because I got something they don't have. I just said I got something they don't have. See, if you had something somebody else didn't have, then you shouldn't been living like them. But if you had the same thing they had, and what they didn't have, you didn't have either, then you're going to look just like them. I didn't look like them. They wanted to run me out of Atlanta because I didn't look like them. I'm not against compliance for regulation. But I want to be more compliant to the word. Yeah. No, I got something the world don't have. Uh -huh. So my life's going to be different. Yeah. I've already accepted that. Yeah. And I learned that when I was 24. I was going to, I was living in total fear married. How long is this marriage going to last? I didn't say nothing to her. We were stepping out doing something I'd never done before living in a city I've never lived in before, trying to accomplish something, and I don't even know what that is. The only reason why I got married in the first place because God said, Keith, I'll help you. He says, you don't have to be afraid anymore. I will help you. Yes, one of the greatest fears in life is the fear of failing something. But you're about to endeavor and attempt, and you don't know the skill sets to be successful in it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like trying to take a test you know you ain't ready for. Right. <laughs> right. 
I could always tell the students that didn't, wasn't ready for the test in my class. They looked like turtles out in the room. I said, help is on the way, don't worry. <laughs> it's not like having confidence in knowing. That's right. Amen. 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 And the Holy Ghost helped me. He gave me a pastor yes. to teach me about life and to teach me about marriage so I could be successful in what I had put my hands to. There's a key to life success, and, and it includes listening to the Holy Ghost. He says, I'm going to pray the Father, look at this, and he'll give you another comfort, he'll abide with you, spirit of truth, the world cannot receive him. One thing the world cannot get is the Holy Ghost. Now, he is the third person of the Trinity, he is God, and he comes to live and abide with you, and he's come to show you the supernatural. He's come to show you how the kingdom of heaven works and how you can employ it here on the earth. He's come to show you a life of distinction. And it's demonstrated through the life of Jesus Christ. People were astounded at how this man lived in the earth. Watching him walk on water, watching the signs and wonders and miracles come through his hand, the healing and deliverances. And God was just demonstrating to us, this is the life I'm going to have you live. Hold your place right here. Look over in Luke chapter 6, verse 40. Luke 6, verse 40, it says, The disciple is not above his master. The disciple, the learner, is not above his teacher. But everyone that is perfect or is perfect in the instructions. I mean, perfect in the instructions, not refractory to the instructions. They're not refractory to the instructions, but they are changing to the instructions. They don't get in there once you preach the instructions. They don't take all of that. That's bondage. But everyone that is compliant, we can say, or received the instruction, shall be, shall be, is perfect, shall be as his master. So Jesus' life was to demonstrate your potential. Jesus' life was to show you your potential yes. with the Holy Ghost. Yes. Mm -hmm. His life was to show you your potential after you received, I can do all things. Yes. With this strength. It's not natural strength. It's the strength that comes from heaven. Right. Power of creation. Power of redemption. Power, resurrection power. So much power it can cause the dead to come back alive. You learn how to function in it. Power of the Holy Ghost, but the devil wants the church so refractory and so resistant to the Holy Spirit. They never see this. And he's so afraid the church is going to get the Holy Spirit, so he's raised up whole denominations to keep you from having a life with the Holy Spirit who has been assigned from heaven to abide with you forever. Supposed to be with you forever. And all things that God said you can do it, you'll do it with strength because he's abiding with you. You'll do it with power. And the world can't get it 
So when you come in competition with the world, you always come out on a whole nother level. Three Hebrew boys in the book of Daniel got that anointing on them and made them ten times smarter than everybody in the class. If you're ten times smarter in your department, you're getting ready to get promoted. And if they don't promote, you're going to go somewhere else and somebody else is going to see that anointing and they're going to be in trouble, praise God. It's like the Holy Ghost and like the American Express, don't leave home. Don't even go in the house without it, though. Better than American Scripts. Back to John 14, talking about the mystery of the Holy Spirit. I may get in speaking in tongues today. I don't know. It says the world cannot receive him because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. They have no understanding, idea about the Holy Spirit. But we come here to learn about his ministry to us so that when you go out that door, arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of God has come upon you. You've got to live with distinction. Now, if the church is willing to change then the Holy Spirit is about ready to change you. But if we resist him, the Bible said the church can grieve and quench the Holy Spirit where he cannot. He stops functioning. And a lot of churches have that manifestation because of the refractory or the resistance to the word or the minister just chooses not to preach the word. So the power is not in the church. I want power in this church. I want power in our church. I want to see the manifestations of the power of God working in the lives of the people, causing them to prosper. And he says, I'm going to give you pastors after my heart that's going to feed you and cause you to be fruitful and multiply. How do you think that happens? It happens because of the power of the Spirit of God, causing everything you put your hands to to be blessed. And he is on assignment to take you to another level. Hallelujah. And if you start working with him right now, your life is going to be drastically different next year because the world can't receive him. So you got to be going to another level in comparison to the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you got to get hungry for the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm coming on the ones that want me. That's what he said. <laughs> Praise God. Let me read this. And it says, the world cannot receive him, neither know them. But you know him. So I got up this morning and I said, okay, I'm going to teach you on the got. I'm going through the house. He said, no, you're going to teach on me this morning. See, we change when he tells us to change. We move with him. We know him. Yeah. You have to make a confession. I know him. See, when a child is born, and praise God, the baby don't take long to know his mama. Thinking about Karina now. She found a stray kitten. Just a little baby kitten. The mama's gone. I think the 
Anyway, I ain't gonna tell you the whole story. It's a family in the neighborhood decided they like cats, and there's a cat. Now we're having a cat epidemic. So one of the cats jumped up my truck. I went to the job site with the truck cat inside the engine. And he's smart cat stayed put while everything was moving. And then when the truck stopped, he jumped out. And, and, and he was trying to get back in the truck. I said, I'm not giving you another ride. <laughs> so I, I said, this is not Uber, baby. <laughs> and so the cat ran into the woods. Well, I think Karina found the baby. And the baby is so small, it couldn't even open his eyes. Man, she got this thing for pets. I don't know where she got it from. She didn't get it from me. But she started feeding this thing with a baby, some kind of little baby bottle. And I don't know, it was a little hypodermic needle, whatever, little dropper. She started feeding this cat. This little kid thinks she's the mama now. Why she start caring for her boy right at birth. But you know right at birth the Holy Ghost start, at your new birth the Holy Ghost got assigned to you and start caring for you so that you would succeed. That's why people, are, sometimes people get born again, they have this new sensation about life. The sky looks brighter. It looks light around you. The weight is off of you. You just got delivered. You just got saved by the power of the Holy Ghost. He just recreated you on the inside. So this is the experience she's having right now with this kitten. Now the dogs are running around the house waiting for her to make one mistake. That's all they need. It's her just forget about she got a baby. Just for one moment. And they gonna swallow it whole. I ain't seen it. I ain't seen it. <laughs> but anyway, oh boy, it's, it's a dilemma going on in my house. But anyway, hallelujah. But notice she's protecting it all the time. She put on this little sweatsuit, the sweat hooded, that's got the pockets coming in both sides. And she's walking through the house. Something's coming out. And the dogs are looking like it's got to be close by. <laughs> but the Bible said the devil goes about as a roaring lion yeah. but the Holy Ghost keeps you yeah. and protects you yeah. until you get up and get strong when you can yeah. get out of here in the name of Jesus he's been keeping you he's been watching over you and protecting you and guarding you but he wants to bring you up so that everything you do is with strength I can do all things praise God because he abides with me forever. If I go to work, I can do that with excellence. When I go home, I can do that with excellence. Whatever it is, I can do it with strength and distinction because of the Holy Ghost. He is here to make you look good in everything you do. <laughs> he got on Solomon, made Solomon so wise, the anointing got on him. Queen of Sheba passed out when she saw his prosperity. God want people passing out over you. I can show you in the Bible. Yes, he does. Hold your place here. And hold your place right here and go to Ephesians. Yes, he does. 
I can't wait till this Holy Ghost Church hits Dickinson Road. I'm trying to get you ready. God ain't putting you out there. God is putting you out there for a reason. Come on now. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. Unto me, Paul said, who am less than all the saints, is this grace given. Notice God gave him ability. It's talking about the anointing. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of the Christ that strengthens you in everything. This thing got to be preached. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches and how Christ can strengthen you so that you can do all things. It's called riches because it's an ability and it will produce and it will cause things to expand. It will cause things to grow. And the Bible calls it, it increases the way God increases things. It can be filled with the fullness of God. It looks like God's in it, God's on it, God's all over it. He wants your house to look like that. He wants your business to look like it. The world don't have it, but he wants you to have it in fullness so that when people can see the distinction, they come to you and you can tell them Jesus will fix it if you let it here. I want, I want the unsearchable riches of Christ to be explored by my church. I want you to live with such distinction. The Bible said Jesus began to live this way and his fame spread abroad. Yes, it did. God can take your company and make it a company, a global company. Amen. It was just on your street, but now he done made it global. Okay. I don't think he won't. You are here to be fruitful and multiply yes. through the preaching of the gospel of Christ. Yes. Then he said this, to make all men see. How many men? All. That's all of them. This men. I ain't even talking about Christians. All men see what is the fellowship of this mystery. Somebody say mystery. mystery. That's what Pastor Peter was preaching on. The mystery is Christ in you. The manifesto of glory. I don't want to be blending in with the crowd. I don't want to fit in. I don't want to march at the same pace they're marching. I don't want to go at the same rate they're going at. I don't want to do what they're doing. I got in Jesus to have something different happen in my life. I didn't get in Jesus to stay the same. I didn't get into Jesus for anything in my life. I didn't want my joy the same. I didn't want my, didn't have no peace. I wanted some and wanted it to grow. Amen. I want to have a good time when I'm here. Amen, because this is the day the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it because he loadeth us with benefits, and his goodness and his mercy is supposed to be following you every day of your life. And one of the ways that manifests in your life is discovering the riches of the glory through the ministry of the Holy Spirit that's on you. There's nothing supposed to, your life supposed to be the same. Now, when it happens... Going, it's going to be a distinction that your neighbor may have problem with. Right. And I'm not talking about your neighbor and your neighbor, and I'm talking about your neighbor in here. Right. Right. Just tell your neighbor, I'm listening this morning now, there's something going to happen to me. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be busting loose up in here, and don't be start hating. 
I'm paying attention up in here. I got the Holy Ghost assigned to my life. All right. To make all men see what is the fellowship of this mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hid. And God's manifested something he hid a long time ago, who created all things. To the intent now, not only men, but not only men will see it. To the now the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom. Wisdom is talking about the unfolding of the plan of God. God says, I want every spiritual being to know what I made you. I want all men to see it. I want every realm to see the new creation that I made in my image and likeness. And because of them, the whole earth shall be full of glory. Yes. So you have to have a good relationship with the Holy Ghost. Yes. You got to get up in the morning and know you're not there by yourself. Oh, that's right. Thank you, Lord. Quit rolling out of bed, acting like it's just going to be you right. against the world today. <laughs> How depressing. Yeah. It's got to be depressing yeah. to roll out of the bed and just say it's morning, God. Like you want at night just to keep going. Right. <laughs> just, <laughs> you need deliverance. <laughs> God got a plan for you this morning. Yeah. <laughs> God is so excited when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. He said he wakeneth you. Yeah. That's God waking you up in the morning. Yeah. Psalms 50 said he, Isaiah 50 verse 4, four Isaiah 50 verse 4 said he wakens you every morning. So excited because you got the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Your name is written in heaven. You are born again. Yeah. And he's excited that you are up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hallelujah. He says the comforter shall bow with you forever in the spirit of truth. He, you shall know him for he shall dwell with you. I'm in verse 17. He shall dwell with you and shall be in you. You have to meditate on that verse of scripture, there's times I'll take my phone and I'll copy, paste that scripture and I'll make that my page. You got to see it all the time. You got to renew your mind. You can't have a scripture you don't meditate. You cannot have, you cannot live a word that you don't believe. You can't believe it without meditating it and saying it. You have to say he abides with me forever and he leads and guides me into all truth and it has to become your lifestyle. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the down payment. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13. I wish I had all day to preach because we talk about stuff like this. You ain't got nowhere to go. You done had enough macaroni and cheese, <laughs> fried chicken. Praise God. If you had more Holy Ghost than you had macaroni, praise God. You'd be out there doing it. And uh, look at verse 13, Ephesians 1, 13. In whom you trusted and trusted in God and Lord Jesus Christ, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. That's what we preach you, the gospel of your salvation. And whom after ye would believe you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The moment you got saved, the Holy Spirit went inside you 
and put a covenant mark on your spirit. Every angel knows you belong to God. Every angel knows that God belongs to you. You got a mark on you. You got a covenant mark. You got a cut on you to let every spiritual being know that you are in covenant with the Most High God and that everything that he has belongs to you. You have a seal on you. Every time you walk into the throne room, all the promises are already yes and amen to you because you have this seal on you that says you belong to God. And the Holy Ghost put that seal on you. You are not like other people walking around because you have something they don't have. You have a seal that says that you belong to God. Now, God took Paul to write this revelation, brought him up to the third heaven to explain the relationship that the New Testament believer now has with God the Father through Jesus Christ. These are revelations. Most people don't get up in the morning and act like they got a seal from heaven on them and they have distinction and they are above and not beneath. That's why God told the children of Israel with the seal they had, they had in their flesh. You're going to be above all people in the earth. I don't care where you go. You're going to be blessed in the city. You're going to be blessed in the field. And everything you put your hands to are going to prosper. You're going to be a distinct people. There'll be no nation like you with righteousness like you, with laws like you. There'll be none like you in all the earth. And God is doing it again. But he's doing it with a whole new people on a whole nother level. And that's you, praise God. Hallelujah. And your life is going to be distinctly different if you get up tomorrow and say, I got a mark on me. I'm marked for success. I'm marked for blessing. I'm marked for healing and prosperity. Praise God. I'm marked with the blood of Jesus. Corona knows it's got to pass over my body. It's got to pass over my home. I'm not like everybody else. I'm a people of distinction, praise God. I'm to cause all men to see you can live above sickness and disease and lack and poverty. I'm here for a demonstration for this generation to show them I can do all things, but not because of me, because of Christ, which strengthens me. And you can have the same Christ I'm having right now. Praise God. Just look to the hills and which come of your help, and it'll come from the Lord that made heaven and earth. He'll bring you into his family. He'll take away your sins. He'll take away your darkness. He'll take away your sorrow and make you a new creation. You can be born again. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away, and all things have. You can get it new today. You start over today. You can get a new mind. You can get a regenerated spirit. Your body can be made whole. God will keep you in your old age. He'll plant you in his house. And even in your latter years, you'll be productive. And as many times as you need healing, he'll be a nurse to you. He'll turn your bed from sickness to wholeness. Go ahead and be seated as I can finish this. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
I got a call Saturday. I was taking a nap. I was watching the grandkids. And I decided to lay down next to Aiden. He was so happy that I laid down with him. He starts slugging me. <laughs> he just right back and just slugged me as hard as he could. And I pulled the covers over my head, and he's hitting me in the head. Finally got tired. Pastor said, stop it. Stop it, Aiden. He laid down, finally went on to sleep. Then my phone rang. It was my excavation contractor. He was in St. Thomas Hospital. I hadn't seen him. He had his guys out there working. He said, Keith, I, I've been in the hospital for that. I said, why didn't you call me? I said, why didn't you call me? I said, you've been helping God. He said, he had, he had cancer in the colon. I said, I'm going to pray with you right here on this phone. And praise God. I said, you should have told me that. You have helped us. And God's going to help you. And I'm so glad you called. We're going to go to the throne. <laughs> praise God. We ain't asking either. We're taking. We're taking here. Praise God. Well, he said they got it all. I said, but I, I'm just going to believe for a good recovery. We're going to still curse it, command whatever it is to die. We want to be a help to this world. That's what we're here for. To go into all the world and preach the gospel and let people know the power of God is real. And it's not that he might do it, he will. I, I fully expect your total recovery all your systems and internal systems to start functioning. Mm -hmm. Said I hadn't been able to pass, but I'm gonna get a good report. Everything started working. Amen. 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 Because the power of God is on this. Right. Right. We want distinction, people. Right. Look at this. What time is it anyway? Eleven fifty. I got five minutes to get you sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost and the evidence of speaking in tongues. Five minutes, God's going to do a quick work on you. <laughs> Glory to God. Now I got four minutes, praise God. <laughs> Y'all going to have to get like them old saints. See, the old saints, would we would stay and then we'd have some chicken out there on the ground and then they'd come back in here and do it all over again. Y'all need to get that old time religion that your grandmama had. That's what you need, praise God. We'll turn this thing out. But you got somewhere to go. So let me hear you. All right, praise God. He says, uh, the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance. Notice the Holy Spirit is your inheritance. Him dwelling with you is part of your inheritance. Now, what he gives you the Holy Spirit first because now he's got to explain to you the rest of your inheritance. A her inheritance, you've got to know you're dealing with inheritance. Then inheritance means it's yours. This is a book of inheritance. All the promises, the 7,000 are inheritance to you. Jesus left you an inheritance when he left this planet and went into heaven. He left you. It's like somebody died. He's the only one that died and then got up from the dead to make sure you got your inheritance. 
Normally when the person dies, it's left up to the legal realm to make sure you get your inheritance. Jesus said, I'm not doing that. I'm coming back to make sure you get your stuff. He's watching to make sure you get your stuff. You better get your victory. Listen, when it's inheritance, it's yours. It's legally yours. Now, the book of Hebrews says the, after the, after the <laughs> testiator, the one who writes the will is dead, the covenant only becomes active when the person dies. Jesus died for you to get this stuff. And when he died, the covenant became activated. Praise God. And his blood had already signed the thing. He signed it. In. This, this is the new covenant in my blood. He signed the thing at the last supper. I'm signing that healing is already yours. I'm signing that the Holy Ghost is already yours. I'm signing that the windows of heaven are open. You are about ready to get blessed coming in and going out. And I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost to help you. That's why Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John has got red in it. In my name. He signed. And now you have an inheritance. You are totally, unequivocally, out of this world rich. It's called the riches of the glory. Of the inheritance working in the saints. That's why people are going to get to heaven and find out they left all this stuff. Just going to just pass on out. I'm going to be stepping over a lot of, excuse me. Pardon me. I got to get to my mansion. Excuse me. Time for all these fallen saints. Move, excuse me. You got to get your stuff. The reason, see, people think it's the Bible. No, this, if you had your Bible today. I know this just sounds like a heavy weight. Have you read your Bible today? They might as well ask you to plow up the back 40 in the heat of the day and ask you, have you read your Bible today? Sound like it's going to be torture. No, this is a book of inheritance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, if somebody left you some money, uh, I mean a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I'm talking about more money you ever seen in your life. I'm talking about more money your cousin and all them rode together. I'm talking about more money on your street that you live on. Right. Praise God. You're going to have to move now because the haters are going to come out. Hallelujah. I'm talking about have left you a majestic, supreme mm. amount of money. I'm talking about the Jed Clampett kind of stuff. That happened. Well, you got to move now. <laughs> California is the place. No, they leave in California. Tennessee is the place you ought to be. <laughs> Come on now. Have left you so much that you could never spend it 
in this lifetime. And in the lifetime to come. It wouldn't matter. You'd never see a dime of it if you didn't know how to claim it. If you didn't know it was left to you, or your name is written as yours, you know how much money the courts got on the books because they can't find people. But it's theirs. They don't have anybody that can locate them and instruct them what is theirs so they'll live and die and it'll never have an effect on their life. God gave you the Holy Ghost to go find you. To say, sit down, let me show you something here. Look right there. Everything Jesus has is yours. Everything that God has is yours. You are his heir. Healing is yours. You're not supposed to be sick one day in your life. Amen. He says right here, he's going to restore your youth. So you need to tell all your friends, your biological clock ain't like mine. So I ain't got to hear and hook up like you. And marry the Tasmanian devil. I'm going to be looking good. Amen. 20. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. 30. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> 40. Yeah, kicking it. Yeah. 50. Still doing it. Yeah. 60. And you know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 80. Still got it. Still turning them. Whatever. It's in there. There it is. Psalms 103. Then I'm going home. Y'all, y'all ain't ready for me. Y'all ain't got to, y'all, y'all, y'all didn't come there. Bring your lunch next time. Bring a lunch next time. Look at Psalms 103. Bless the Lord. Say hallelujah, somebody. Bless the Lord. Why? Because he left you an inheritance. Oh, thank you. You're supposed to bless the Lord. Oh, thank you. You know, old Uncle Pete was a good old uncle. Left us so much money. We ain't going to never be able to spend this money. Look how much Uncle Peter left us. He He hooked us up. One cheer for Uncle Peter. Hooray! He hooked us up. Now three cheers. Hooray! 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 He hooked us up. <laughs> Ain't got to go down to the community pool anymore. <laughs> this is how we do it. You just got to hook up now. <laughs> so he said bless the Lord oh my soul and all that's within me 
Bless the Lord. Bless his holy name. Now, when you get your stuff, that's going to be your attitude. When you know you got it, that's your attitude. That's why people come to church now. You don't believe you got nothing. I'm in the army, army of the Lord. <laughs> Nobody asked you to do that. <laughs> God, God gave you an inheritance. The angel's supposed to be fighting for you. Some people are so worn out, they've been fighting demons. <laughs> Come to church. The devil been after me all week now. Give him a badge. Give him a survival badge. But when you know the Lord done bless you. Come on now, you know you blessed. You know you blessed coming in. Blessed going out. I'm just blessed. You can't get me mad no more on the job. I'm blessed. I don't care what y'all talking about. Don't have y'all me. I'm just blessed. I'm so blessed. I can't be stressed. My immune system is strong because I'm blessed. Can't get on me. Corona down contact. I'm so blessed. I got a promise in there. No evil shall befall me. No plague shall come down my dwelling. I get up and I say, I'm delivered from every evil word. All of them. All of them. Every last one of them. I gave you the scriptures. I say it over you. So God, we're delivered from every evil work. We're kept by the power. This power keeps me. Trucks got to stay in their lane. I know you want to get in the lane with me, but bless God forever, there's an angel that's keeping me. I got inheritance. They camp all around about me. See, when you get all your stuff, see, a lot of people ain't got their stuff. That's why they're living like they're living. All right. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You get benefits. You get benefits in this thing. First benefit, he forgiven all thine iniquities. You ain't got to feel guilty no more. Beat yourself up. Do penance and whoop yourself. You know you ain't hitting yourself hard enough anyway. You deserve more than that. Just trying to go around with your head down all day. No, you need a good whooping. Not just your head down. You need something else. But he forgiveth. You don't have to be guilty. Well, you just don't know what I did. No, I don't want to know. Because God don't know. The covenant he made, he said, they're sins and iniquities. I'm going to clean them. I'm not going to even remember your past. You're a new creation. Don't that free you up a little? All right, forgiveth all thy iniquities and healeth all. Not some. I don't even know why people fight healing. Dr. Jacobs, he came, we came and we saw him a couple weeks ago. And I came to his office and he handed all of his spiritual sons a thick book 
Chip Bonio wrote that book. All the scriptures on healing and different translations. As thick as this Bible. How can somebody fight healing with all that in the Bible? See, the reason why people don't get it is because they think they're trying to get it. But the inheritance says it's already yours. This ain't no I got to get it book. This is already mine's book. This is already mine's book. See, that's two different approaches. One approach is not even scriptural at all, so we don't know what you're doing. The real saints don't know what you're doing. Well, God's going to heal me. We don't know what you're talking about. That ain't in the Bible. That's not even the deal. That's not even Christianity. That's not, I don't know what that is. That's from darkness. Now, this is a book of inheritance, what is already yours in Christ Jesus. There are benefits that already belong to you. So if you ask God to do it, he's not going to respond. Now, you got a preacher, got to get up and explain why it didn't work. Sorry, excuses. I don't even want to talk about some of them. Why don't you just say you don't know? Why don't you just say you don't know how healing works? I need to go find somebody who can teach me how this works so I can do better the next time because it's coming again. Who forgiveth all and healeth all thy deceit and redeem thy life from destruction. My planes are not falling out of the sky. I'm redeemed from destruction. There's been a price paid. Jesus took my destruction so my plane don't have to fall. I don't care if it's just my seat that shows up at the airport. Now arriving seat three, row four. That's all we got coming in today from that flight. You playing? No, I'm not. No, it's the word. The angels translated, was it Philip? The angels translated Philip supernaturally moved him from one point A to point B. Trans- I mean, tra- translated it. Just moved, beam me up, Scotty kind of stuff. Yes. A whirlwind came and picked up Elijah. He didn't even die. He just left. Holla. He gone. Yes. Won't be the first time. Redeem thy life from destruction and crown thee with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. They're going to see the distinction then when you're looking good at the 60th class reunion. What happened to y'all? Y'all tore up in here. (laughs) I just lift your hands to heaven.